Hello and welcome to the MLNS podcast, episode 5. I'm Jonathan Sawyer, M0JSX, and he is Gary, M0TIG, and that's definitely not my surname. Are you sure? Yeah. You say that every week. I'm, I'm starting to believe oh, it no, is. No, this is the second time I said it. I said oh. it in episode 1, I think. You did say it in episode Thinking about it, you did say it in episode <laughs> 1. Um, he- hello How's your house? Um, hello from a new studio. Hello from um, The Loft. <laughs> The loft, uh, which has been full of teething troubles, we can tell you. Um, yeah, I've had to change my mic settings about four or five times. And your, and your, and your camera and position. And my camera position. And I'm still not entirely sure I'm happy with either. All right, okay. But we're going to run with it. We're just going to okay. go with it. Go, go for it. We're going to go with it. Um, do you want to do, you want to do newsy things? We could do news. Have, have you missed the newsy things? I missed the newsy things. Should we do some newsy <laughs> things? Um, let's start, Gary, with the Royal Australian Air Force. Their one hundred year centenary, um, and they're going to have a couple of special event call signs uh, happening uh, around it. Uh, VK one hundred AF and VI one hundred AF. Um, celebrating, I say, 100 years of the Royal Australian Air Force. Um, VK100AF uh, will be active between the 1st of March and the 31st of August, and VI100AF will be active between the 1st of March and the 29th of May. Um, what's nice is that the VI100 one will be used by radio amateurs that are either current or veteran military personnel, and some activities maybe from military bases so if you hear that call sound on that's definitely the one to work I think okay yeah well definitely not that uh, we get into VK land um, very often no we don't um, no early morning so, uh, on 40 metres tends to be quite good yeah yeah I've, on, never, I've never I've never managed it from my location <laughs> on, on the drive into work on, on 40 yeah. metres of a morning I can there's normally a good spattering of strong Europeans working VK and ZL and on wow. occasion I can copy some of them alright all okay them, do, of them do you think they, do you think they got good aerials I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking they're making the propagation themselves oh alright okay that's, that's my belief alright well also I've, I've um, over the last sort of uh, couple of weeks I noticed in the uh, news there's actually been some snow in texas is that is that normal having snow in texas i don't think snow in texas is particularly normal um this is uh, that the arrl amateur radio emergency service or ARES as they call it uh, and the american red cross volunteers joined forces in texas under the arrl red cross memorandum of understanding and responding to the situation resulting from unseasonably frigid weather um it got cold <laughs> quite uh, quite cold across large parts of the states and texas saw i think in some parts of texas they saw as much as like two feet of snow which is almost wow. unheard of that far south well i did actually see on uh, a couple of the youtube uh, vloggers that, uh, that that it had snowed so hard that the their roofs had actually failed and uh, snow had actually sort of obviously leaked in and it flooded the uh, the uh, house and uh, stuff so i think that was that uh, was that the 8-bit guy i think yeah, it was the 8-bit the 8-bit eight, eight guy I, I saw the 8-bit guy on youtube he um it wasn't actually that his roof had fallen or anything like that it's that his pipes one of his pipes had burst oh no 
um, in sort of inside the house, and that's what had caused it. Um, because obviously, in Texas, they don't expect to have such cold temperatures. No, no. That they don't have all the sort of insulation that you might find in other parts of the states, and certainly over here in the UK, um, because it just doesn't get cold. Winter doesn't happen. Um, so I think it wasn't the only one. I think that if, if we've got any, um, if we've got any sort of Texas, um, you know, viewers or, or listeners, um, yeah, let us know your Don, stuff. Uh, Don five. Oh, SKT. <laughs> I want to say SKT. I might be completely wrong. It's definitely N five okay. something. Oh, um, brilliant. Okay, he, he well, definitely watches us. Now, you um, reminded me earlier on of this uh, EMC malarkey. Yes, yeah, so um, you've, it's been in the news for... It feels like forever now, doesn't it? It but, does, yeah. Uh, Ofcom have now added the EMC clause to amateur radio licences. Um, it will actually come into force no later than the 18th of May, uh, and there will be at least a six-month grace period to comply. Um among the consultation respondents quoted an off-com announcement was Raynet um, talking about um, uh, activities out in the field. Um, you can see the full thing. I'm not going to go into the full thing because it's quite long, but you can see the full thing on Southgate, for instance, um, Southgate dot, uh, southgatearc.org, um, and you can read the whole thing there. But, but basically... Um, Ofcom have acknowledged that their EMF calculator tool will, in most cases, overestimate the separation distance and, in addition, it is not suitable for use below 10 megahertz. Um, so they're admitting a slight flaw with their calculator there. Okay. Um, and, but, and also bear in mind is that the frequencies and, and power levels that most amateurs operate at and on, Liz, it's unlikely to be of any use particular cause but it is worth something you know, worth noting it is now part of our licensing conditions that we do have to bear it in mind okay well um that's interesting so we'll, we'll see what comes of that um i just hope that uh you know it, it's all uh all sorted out by the time it it all sort of lands and there's sort of something absolutely concrete in place that we can rely on as uh you know bona fide in the way of a, a, a calculator absolutely you know so i don't you know i'd hate to sort of see people sort of saying well i've done as much as i can and it's not good enough no absolutely that, right that would be nasty um you also mentioned um a little bit about brazil radio um, radio licensing issues yeah so the brazilian amateur radio society labri l-a-b-r-e has written to the communications regulator anatel uh, expressing their concern about the bureaucratic problems in becoming a radio amateur. Uh, this all stems from the fact that um, they've launched new online tests, which is supposed to speed up the process of getting your amateur radio license in Brazil. Um, but there's issues in the sort of online portal system, which Anatel used in order to issue um, licenses, uh, which is causing uh, delays um, and See, it, it means that people are not able to get their license in order to operate when they pass their exams. So, okay, um, it kind of echoes what's been happening over here, doesn't it? In some respects, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, because um, I, 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 I've actually got in the notes here um, that um, we've actually seen quite a, a boost in um, 
in in ham radio numbers which is really really good and uh, the rsgb have actually released some figures um i mean down here is it uh, if i get in this correct um something like 3087 people you know took the exam and there were 2774 passes in just the foundation alone um and it went up to sort of something like 868 um you know exam taken and with 759 passes of the intermediate and the full that was 378 uh, candidates um exams taken and 258 passes which that's pretty amazing isn't it really so i'm sorry that uh, that that brazil has sort of seen you know some some hassles that's that's not so good really is it we really want to make this really happen yeah it, it's fantastic and it's nice to see that um, amongst all the doom and gloom that we've had of the last year, there has been <laughs> yeah. some positivity um, yeah, yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, um, I mean, I, I, obviously, Gary, you and I know sort of firsthand how busy it's been over the last year in terms oh, of amateur radio. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we are in that very weird situation where we're right at the cold face of, of, of amateur radio. And... Mm-hmm. And those numbers of those new, you know, particularly those, you know, two thousand seven hundred and seventy-four new foundation license holders, <laughs> that that's that's a lot. That is a lot for a year. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, because I mean, how many um, M sevens have we we sort of seen in the last in the last year? It's just been uh, amazing. So many, you know, and it's really nice to see. And you know, majority of them are absolutely fab, you know, people as well. So it's really good absolutely um fantastic um i mean it's uh the full exam i mean they're putting down here that they're they're very pleased to see that there's um there are some sort of increasing sort of figures for the uh, the um, full um exam um that kind of then really i suppose uh, martin and i spoke about it last week about the um the zero to hero um exam and um it was about two and a half hours i think something like that i mean that is that's a lot of time isn't it, it was is. it 70 questions 60 or 70 questions that that's a proposal and and um yeah essex ham have got some brilliant um stuff on this and uh, yeah um I, I was reading some of it and uh, they've also got a little bit of a um uh, sort of a survey as well to so sort of gather opinion um, because Essex Ham you, it's free to be a member of Essex Ham if, if you're not and um, and you want to be you, you can be a member of Essex Ham um, and I am as well and um, they, they, they're sort of gathering opinion from their their membership in order to, to present to the RSGB on the proposal and and actually I think that in some respects I think that the the zero to hero thing is is a fantastic idea in much the same respect you know having gone through the the way that the u.s license um amateurs where you can you can do the same thing okay in the states you have to sit every level of exam um and provided you pass when you can then go to the next one um so you in in one exam session you could go from from zero to to um extra i think that there needs to be some kind of parity between the two systems uh and i think that okay the 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 practical element has now been scrapped for the intermediate which which you know whether whether you're for against it is kind of by the by it's happened um 
but certainly the, the the practical elements will return to the foundation after um after the pandemic is is long out of the way so i think to say that of as someone who's gone from zero to full doesn't have to do those practical elements as part of sort of the foundation i personally think is a little wrong and i think they sh- that that should be incorporated somewhere along the lines um but i can certainly see the advantage of you know if you're from an electronics or mathematical background um i can certainly see the advantage of of wanting to go out and and get a full license and i think actually i know a number of people who um the sort of three tiers put them off um so i think i i think i think it's it's only the rsgb trying to 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 sort of capture everybody i think that's a good thing um I don't think it's perfect the way they've they've announced it, but I think it's certainly uh, they've got a lot of it right. Okay, well, as I say, I'd like to see how it's all gonna it's all gonna pan out. I just, uh, well, well, we'll see, won't we? Time will tell, and all that sort of stuff. So, but it's really good that they're um, they're really on the ball, um, and well done RSGB for um, for doing that. It's always uh, again it's good to see um, some sad news. Um, Fry's Electronics shutting down. I mean, I've never been there, but it's uh, always sad to hear when you hear um, sort of like a you know a big business like that is is going. Um, apparently, they've been around for thirty six years. Um, that's quite a long time, isn't it? Really. Um, and apparently, it was a bit of an institution. Um, so again, it's again, it's sad to sort of see. Maybe uh, if anyone's been there, um, let us know. That would be really, really good. And, uh, you know, apparently the, the shops, the shelves were emptying pretty much up to the, the run-up. But it's, again, it's just, a, unfortunately, it's the good old um, um, pandemic that has uh, sealed the deal there, I believe. Yeah, another um, victim of the pandemic. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, now then, uh, last week, Martin and I spoke about um what did we speak about we spoke about a few things um through the waves it was uh the, the uh some filmmakers were looking for some uh funding to uh produce a film a, a 10 minute film about the um the, the the guy that actually heard the titanic um sos or their their um sort of signal that they they three thousand miles away apparently and no one believed him um now a, a couple of uh, people have uh, commented on that and uh, one of them was uh, was Andrew which was uh, is MW0LAO um he said could we give uh, Blackwood Radio uh, club a mention as they actually ran the um uh, ran the story or ran the event or or something like that I can't I can't really um I did look into it um so yeah so well done the uh, Blackwood Radio uh, club who did that that was really really good um so hopefully we'll we'll see what what comes of it. I look forward to seeing the film, the end result. Um, and uh, Derek Taffman commented um, that um, that I managed to get the um, Ponty Clan Fraith correct. So if I did get it right, and I'm not sure I have, right? So, um, but yeah, but apparently he used to live there many years ago. So there you go. All all I know is that most people say that double L. Um, as as a as a cl- well, it's not a cl- it's more like a, so like the like Clanethly, Clanethly. <laughs> so so I'm I'm reading that as Pon Clanfraith, but right. I could be I... completely wrong. <laughs> it's probably best not to try. Yeah. Now then, 
new IC7300 firmware if oh, you yeah. haven't if anyone's lived under a brick for the last week um, the 7300 I've got some bricks now I know I can uh, see that they're very good I think you should get a purple light on them and, and do the YouTube styly <laughs> so that's what it should be you need some of those metallic shells in the background and a purple light what, what you can't see Gary is I've got another brick off the other end of the loft I'm right. thinking a massive neon sign on it would look really Ooh. good <laughs> Peter McKinnon styly um, yeah, sorry, IC7300, you were saying. Yes, anyway, so, f yeah, firmware 1.4. Now, I know that you've done yours and yes. you like it. Mm. It's, it's fantastic. I think one of the biggest things for me when I when I got the 705 was mm. the fact that this multi-knob does the 1K tuning steps. Right. And when I went back to the 7300, which is under the under the DX cover here, available from us, Um I was I, I really noticed myself go for that uh, oh it doesn't do it so for me <laughs> you can take out the FT8 preset you can take yeah. out the the added band edges on the scope you can take out the um, the, the scrolling mode on, on the scope as well I'm so pleased they've now put that 1k tuning steps onto the multi-knob that is that that is Excellent. the feature I think is under undervalued in this firmware update that I think a lot of people are going to go <laughs> finally <laughs> fair enough right well um, and there's some other sort of interesting stuff as well um, which is sort of suddenly you know slowly been released from from Yesu. Um there is a new microphone to replace the very very popular MD100 which everyone was very sad to see that go um, I think when the MD100 dropped off of the Thing that was a sad day because it was a jolly yeah. good mic it was um, and very popular good value for money fantastic um, I, I had one when i had my 450 a fantastic did you? mic i did mm. i did i, I bought they're very very popular now yeah, so i, I, I bought one second hand from a particular dealer somewhere located in stains okay then before Fair i enough. before i worked there uh, lucky you yeah. um now then and also there mm. are rumblings Ooh. From from ICOM and the IC fifty two. I think you mean um, ID fifty two. Oh, do I? You do mean I ID. Do. You do mean I ID. Do. You mean <laughs> ID fifty two. I will correct that in my notes. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. The um, yeah. There are rumblings that they are now um, resuming shipping. Excellent. So I. I think it will be obviously as usual Japan first and then we'll start to see them sort of filtrate the rest of the world. Yes, and and let's be honest it, it it's it was only a matter of time before they got things moving again obviously um if if you haven't heard by now I'm uh, there was a fire at a, a component manufacturer um in Japan that happened in about October mm. last year um which slowed everything down and it's not just been Icon right. that's been affected it's been a whole heap of electronics manufacturers across the board right. you know I, I did hear actually that um, I think uh, parts of Kenwood uh, for their um, was it parts of Kenwood for their hi-fi equipment or their car stuff was mm. affected and also yeah. Panasonic cameras uh, yeah exactly I it's, yeah, it's, I, I did hear some things. It, it was a, across the board. It was, it was things you wouldn't even expect as well, you know, for components to all come in, coming out of the same factory. But right. um, but that was the reason um, for, for, for it sort of stopping and, and not um, not proceeding as we hope. But it, let's... Um, okay. 
Uh, it looks like it's uh, it's uh, they're, they're they're slowly getting back to uh, get, get back into production and uh, yeah. Okay, well that's good stuff. So we've got a couple of new things then: the M70 um, for to replace the MD100, and now good news that the ID52 is on its way. Sorry, guys, there is still no news on the was it the PW2? No. If you if that is the next question you're going to come out with, we don't know. No, no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Um. Now then, do you want to pick something from the questions? Oh, um, <laughs> let's have a look. See, <laughs> let's have a look. There's, there's one or two there, um, and that's uh, some of these actually are still Richard's um, sort of comedy ones. Yes. Well, so but let, let, let's let's start off with the comedy one. Is it no, true I'm, that the power of my radio is pushed into the antenna where the electricity wobbles about a bit before it falls out in all directions? <laughs> That's got to be a Richard one. <laughs> that is definitely a Richard one. Um, here's here's a here's a some uh, serious one. Uh, I'm interested okay. in particularly the ten meter band. Would a half wave vertical or a half wave dipole be more efficient? Semantics, really, because um, a half wave vertical, depending on how you feed it, would perform as a dipole. Um, so you're not going to get any gain advantage one over the other. Um, I suppose the, the real question you're asking there is which would be better to have it vertically polarised or horizontally polarised? Um, and that's going to come down really to the propagation type or propagation... Um, what's the one I'm looking yeah. for, Gary? The type, I don't know. The, the, the type of propagation that, that you're currently experiencing. If... If you're reliant on something like sporadic E, um, then it probably won't matter whether you're vertically or horizontally polarised. Um, because what tends to happen with sporadic E is, is when signals enter the E layer, they tend to get twisted and distorted. And it doesn't, it's very unlikely that the polarisation that the signal started off at is going to be the same polarisation that it finishes at. It's, it's going to get all twisted and mangled. Um, when it comes to, if, if you're reliant on the maximum usable frequency drifting up in terms of HF propagation then potentially if a DX a vertical might be better because you have a low angle of radiation if you can't get a, a horizontal antenna high enough but to be honest on, on 10 metres it would be quite easy to get an antenna yeah and, and uh, I did also read that somewhere uh, somewhere that uh, that the um that the sun cycle was kind of started and uh, they're, they're, they're starting to notice some changes in 10 metres. Yeah. How true that is, I've, I've not noticed any changes my end. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it definitely looks like uh, things are on the up and hopefully it will go back to what it was a few years back when, when I was a teenager, in fact, um, when 10 metres quite lively. So yeah, it's, it's, not it... been, it's not been quite so lively of, of, uh, of late. It's not been. Um, no. No. Um, now then, one of the other thing is, uh, there's one there. Look, what does seventy threes mean, and is it singular or plural? Do I just say seventy three or seventy threes? Now, now this one I think is just you just say seventy three. I'm not so sure seventy threes is correct. Yeah, that that is correct. It, it is. It sounds a little bit sweet and sickly. Seventy threes, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it is. It is singular. Seventy three. Uh -huh. It simply means best wishes. <laughs> Fair um, enough. 
here's here's one um that that just caught my eye and I've lost it now. Where did I put it? I don't know. <laughs> Where did I put it? It was there somewhere. It was there somewhere. It was. It was basically it was about um I can't remember the exact question, but the question was along the lines of um what would an what would a good antenna be for talking to a simplex gateway? Um, I think that I think that's what it was. I've I've lost it on my screen now, but um, essentially, uh, you know, any any antenna it depends how far you've got to go. You know, just because you're going into a simplex gateway doesn't mean that the the the, the RF's got to travel any further or no it all depends well it depends how far the gateway is yeah, away exactly. if it's if it's your own personal sort of uh, gateway a dummy load a dummy load yeah exactly <clears throat> yeah uh, exactly so um yeah just anything you like anything you, you like. found it yet no You're still, still looking I'm it's still personal looking. now isn't it it is um, no, i can't see it um now go on i, I was going to say actually i've got a little note in there um i may of um said something wrong oh last, okay. yeah um, is this I think a correction it was section in, segment yeah in, yeah correction section that actually rhymes doesn't it mm. um no uh i may have got a bit mixed up uh, on episode three when i was talking about the flex i may have actually for some unknown reason i had super head in in my head i may have actually said it but it isn't it's actually they were direct the the early ones were, were um direct um oh gosh now it's gone again um the later ones were direct sampling and the early ones were direct no it's gone it's gone <laughs> absolutely got, gone and you've got yeah, that's an age thing that so, is so here here are your prompts that you've you've yeah. written down you've written go on flex sdr yep direct conversion narrow. that's the one Yes, and it was um, because we were, I, I did a little video a while back on 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 Gazlabs thing about the one of the best value little SDRs available, which was the SD the little Flex fifteen hundred. It's such good value, really. When you if you see them come up second hand, grab one. But it's only forty eight k, and they're actually direct conversion, and it's very very narrow. You can't get a good grab of that. But the later ones are direct sampling. I think it's about ten megs. Of uh, um, of bandwidth, so I may have got that wrong. It was a it's an age thing. I had a I had a brain wobble. No problem. No, well, we'll, so, we'll forgive you. Guys. Yeah. Oh, thanks. We'll forgive it's you. kind. That's all right. <laughs> um, one final question here. Go on. Um, this is from um, Michael uh, right. VO One AX. Hi, I'm new to the channel, and I'm going to be purchasing the Yezu FTDX10. What kind of SD card is required? Uh, I think a micro SD class 10 is the one I need. Also, could you review and perhaps do an on-air demo of this? We've already done that. If you look back at our channel, you can find um, sort of a, a, a sort of on-air uh, demonstration of the, the FTDX10. There's, there's lots out there as well. Um, I think that one, one of the YouTubers, um, Ham Radio Concepts, did a really good on-air uh, video of, of the DX10. In terms of the SD card you need, any SD card will do pretty much. I think yeah, I, I think I've, 32 gigs is your upper limit on the DX10. But do you know what? I, I have noticed a little thing with SD cards; they're getting harder to get now, and anything under 32 gigs. Yeah. Um, you know, 16 gigs is probably um, I'm not sure what the smallest you can get now. I, What's I, in yours? Uh, it's got to be a class 10, isn't it? 
In my 7300, I have no class three. Is it? I have a class, <laughs> I have a class three, 16 gigabyte. That's not going to come up on camera at all. But the, no. Oh, it does. It does just just about. There you go. That's, that's what's in my... Oh. That's that's cute, isn't it? And for those listening on the on the uh, podcast, you can't actually you can't, see the you SD can't card. see the SD card. Yeah, exactly. I well, think, look, I think I my seven hundred five has a thirty two gig in it. I think. Okay. Well, I think we've pretty much reached the end of the of this episode. It's not been quite as lively as normal. We've had a few technical issues earlier on, um, which is. Uh, we we got to get back into the flow. Jonathan's got to get his studio all set up. <laughs> I've got, I've got, yeah, I've got to get it sorted. I I think I'm mostly there. We're, we're also <laughs> recording. We normally record on like a Sunday morning. I have to say, it's, yeah. it's now twenty to ten at night <laughs> after a busy day at work. <laughs> and it has been busy. It has today. been a busy day at work. Yeah, I've, there were tempers flaring and everything. I've seen Gary all day. And now I've sat down of an <laughs> evening and I'm seeing him again. We're, we're still talking and laughing, so it's always it's always <laughs> so, good. Must be all right. Yeah, so anyway, if you've managed to listen this far, thank you. Well done. <laughs> well done. Um, we will get back on... Um, uh, we will get um, back on to a lively one, uh, probably uh, it'll be next week. We'll start recording now. Are we going to go back to Sunday recording? Um, I'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> I, you know uh, well don't forget also um, in one of the upcoming episodes I won't say which one because we don't actually know at the moment I think it is Arved is it yes, Arved? yes Arved it is Arved right now he is he the guy that won the 991 yes so you probably saw this Tony did this um, while I was away um, but uh, Arved won the so during uh, December, there's December Yota month, um, and each country puts on uh, a special event call sign. Uh, and Arvid was the youngster across the whole of Europe to get the most number of contacts with as many Yota stations as possible. Um, and uh, as a, as a prize, um, we, um, we we would we were given um, an FT nine nine one. Um, and we uh, we passed that on to Arved um, as the winner of, of sort of the competition. Um, no one knew we were doing that in advance, by the way. This is a thing we kept secret to ourselves. Um, and, and when when the sort of the, the, the league table was um, was produced, we then contacted Arved, um, who was who was very willing to take an FT nine on one off our hands. <laughs> well. uh, uh, so, anyway, in, interestingly, he's uh, really also into QO100. Excellent. Um, yeah. So that'll be good. I've I, I've um, I've had a listen to QO100 via mm. the uh, via Goon Hilly, um, yeah. as anybody can do. Uh, but I've um, I've I've never got onto it myself. So that'd be quite an interesting also. Yeah, and he's he's very knowledgeable about it. He's built quite a lot of the kit himself. Oh, excellent. As well. So that's really, really good. Um, I had a quick chat with him this evening, and uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's he's keen to sort of jump on. So Excellent. what we've got to try and do is we've got to try and somehow engineer the slot to to get everyone together. So be the three of us, yes. Hopefully, no problem at all. We can we can we can get that sorted. I'm sure we can do it. We can do it. Anyway, right. I think. Do you want to do you want to close up? Yeah, let's close out there. Thanks very much for <laughs> um for watching and listening. Uh, if you are watching this on our YouTube channel, then don't forget there'll be a, a another new pre-recorded video on Friday as our something for the weekend. Uh, there's also the um, 
uh, the weekend webcast, which is done live on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, I'm on that this week, um, so apologies in advance. Uh, so <laughs> we hope my phone doesn't um, stop halfway through this time. Uh, uh, so, so look out for that as well. And the best way to get notified when we go live, when we know, when we um, upload a new video as well, uh, is to be a subscriber of our YouTube channel and also click the bell notification as well. And I think you've got to like, share, and comment. Is that what YouTubers say? You're a YouTuber. I'm uh, not. Well, yeah, you do say something like that. Oh, and you've got to click the bell thing. Click the bell thing. Some, so, hang That's on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try somewhere there. there. <laughs> there. It, might be, it might be over there. I think it's there. Yeah. Is that for the podcast listeners? Yeah. It's somewhere around. It's somewhere here. <laughs> and, 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 and up there, there yeah. there's, there's a card. I don't know how right. this works. Right. I, I think Henry has to do something now. Up there, there's a yeah, card. Yeah, so the more you point around, the more work he's got to do. Yeah. So uh, I think we better go. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening, watching. See you soon. See you soon. Bye. bye.